0: KGMI Morning News Extra.
1: Well, back in school, I think you remember this uh, mnemonic from your early adolescent days, the three R's reading, writing and no politics. Wait a second. That's not how it
2: goes. CBS's Deborah Rodriguez, though, has more on that. A national study from RAND finds nearly two-thirds of K-12 public school teachers in the U.S. are limiting lessons on political and social topics like gender identity over fears of parents' complaints and the possibility of losing their jobs or their licenses. Fifty-five percent who teach in areas without restrictions say they're skirting the topics because they haven't gotten guidance from their districts. At least 14 states have passed laws restricting lessons on what children can learn about race. At least eight have endorsed or prohibited Discussions on race, sex, and gender in the classroom. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. It's
1: been interesting to watch all of this unfold. Restrictions on, uh, on education and curricula have been ongoing for several decades, most notably in the early 2000s with that No Child Left Behind Act and standards to what should and should not be taught in the classroom. But yeah, this, this doesn't surprise me, especially in those states where the laws are in effect to restrict the uh, the teaching of some of these topics.
0: Yeah, you know, I think uh, obviously uh, we want to in the field of social studies, we want to teach American history. Warts and all, you know, obviously you can't teach American history without talking about some of these uh, topics, especially race. But I think the elephant in the room here are these issues like critical race theory, intersectionality, anti-racism, which a lot of folks on the left need to be reminded of it. These are uh, theoretical concepts, uh, sociological concepts that are not set in stone hard truths at this point. There is legitimate concern about a lot of this stuff making its way into our public education system. So reminder to folks out there that it's important to teach kids how to think critically not necessarily teach kids what they should think so you know i understand the concerns there but passing laws censoring i don't know about all that stuff it seems like a a bridge too far to me
1: right i mean we'll work
0: we'll work this stuff out eventually and these topics really should be taught on a, on a limited basis anyway. You know, they don't need to infiltrate every aspect of our education or every aspect of our society.
1: Sure. And further on down the line, if kids who eventually become adults want to learn more about those topics, I mean, these are common topics taught throughout universities and colleges throughout our country. This is not something you can avoid at all, like you said. Yeah,
0: exactly. In K through 12, I remember watching Roots in a portable down at Fairhaven Middle School back in the early 90s and having a robust conversation about slavery and race, even in the 7th and 8th eighth grade and throughout high school as well. So obviously, this is stuff that we have to teach our kids. But again, there's a lot of different ideas out there floating around, and there are legitimate concerns about this stuff making its way into our public education curriculum.
1: Right on. And we'll see how those things develop over time. Hopefully, now that we're out of this post-pandemic era, we can get more things moving at a slightly quicker pace, if we can call it that.
0: Just read books, folks.
1: There we go. And a new study on the topic of reading more. New studies found that exercise is up to twice as effective
2: as antidepressants that when it comes to treating depression. CBS's Vicki Barker. The study found people taking antidepressants alone without therapy saw their symptoms improve by just 26%. Yoga was as effective as cognitive behavioral therapy, each producing a moderate improvement of around 55%. But walking or jogging without any other intervention improved symptoms by a whopping 63%. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London.
1: For the sake of full transparency, transparency, Transparency here, I'll be honest with you. I've been struggling with depression for pretty much my entire life, and trying to get out and move is one of the hardest things for me to do, even though I know it is so much more effective and my mood gets so much better. If I just move around a little bit, take a 15-minute walk, or do anything of that nature, I mean, this study is absolutely right on the nose. It does help significantly.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you, Deanna. And on this last topic we were talking about, when I'm exercising, hiking, biking, I do a lot of my best things thinking yes i think that's a big part of it too it's not just about that exercise and and staying healthy but it's a moment to to really think about things you know so yeah do as much exercising as you possibly can Uh, hopefully the weather will turn for us here shortly (laughs) We can start getting back out there on those trails and whatnot we'll see what happens
1: there we go more on the weather in about two minutes here on kgmi but first sports more movement coming up next